ask you, if you will, to open your Bibles to Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and verse 1. And in just a moment, we're going to be looking at that passage. One of the great blessings that we have here at the Central Union Congregation is the fact that we have a diversity of people. Uh, We have people from all walks of life and of all ages, uh, from all spiritual levels even, if you will. Uh, We have those who are very mature in Christ, and we have those who are babes in Christ. Uh, We have those who have lived for many years, and uh, we might call them our senior citizens whom we love, but we also have a number of young people that are a part of this congregation. And we're so very thankful for our young people, uh, so very thankful for their dedication to the Lord, and so very thankful for the things that they do. Uh, We have some kids here that are very bright, and because of that, they have a very bright future. And they are certainly a part of the church now, and they certainly are the church's future. Uh, You may not realize it, but there may be sitting beside you this morning uh, a young person who one day may be an elder in the Lord's church, or a young man that might be a preacher in the Lord's church, or a deacon. Or there may be a young lady sitting beside you who may be a Bible class teacher that will have an impact on another young person's life uh, so uh, intensely that that causes that person to also become a teacher and someone who has an effect on the next generation. Uh, We're just so very thankful for our young people, and we've been blessed with a good group of young people here uh, for many, many years. Uh, In my tenure here, we've seen uh, kids uh, start off as being... Um, born to going to college and coming back and working in the Lord's church here. And we're so very, very thankful for that. But we also need to make sure that we never stop the process of teaching our young people. They need to know God's word. We are living in a society today where we try to put the responsibility of education on to others and don't take the responsibility Uh, on ourselves as parents. Uh, Oftentimes in the education system, which I'm uh, also a part of, um, people tend to think that it's up to the teachers and the educators to teach their children and sometimes act like if you don't do a good job of that and their kids don't learn what they need to learn, that that it's the educator's fault. But the bottom line, it takes parent cooperation, it takes parent involvement for a kid to really learn. And certainly that is the case when it comes to our children knowing the Bible. We need to make sure that we do not put this responsibility onto the preacher. We need to make sure we don't put this responsibility onto the elders. We need to make sure we don't put this responsibility onto the Bible class teachers. But we need to understand and appreciate the fact that Bible study and Bible training begins at home. We have a responsibility to make sure our parent, make sure as parents that we. Uh, teach our children the things that need to be taught from God's Word. As I said, we have a, um, a bright and wonderful group of young people here. And they will come to understand that the Bible is the truth of God's Word and how that the Christian life is the best life if we will teach them. We need to understand that they will stand against the false teachers of the denominational world if we will teach them. We need to understand that uh, 
They will stand against the false teachers of evolution and humanism if we will teach them. We need to understand that our young people will be able to find purpose and satisfaction in life if we will teach them. And the very first thing that we need to teach them, the basic premise that we need to build upon, the foundational strength that we need to teach to our young people and make sure that we put this in their minds, is something that Solomon said over 3,000 years ago when he wrote the words of Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and verse 1. Remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth, while the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. We want to concentrate on the first part of this verse, where it says, Remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth. And what we want to do this morning is we want to break this first part of the verse down and remind those of us who are older our responsibility, but at the same time remind our young people how very important it is that we start serving God now while we're young. So let's break this first, start breaking this first down. And the very first thing we see is the word remember. Remember. God has given us a very wonderful blessing. He has given us the blessing of memory. Memory is an amazing thing. It causes us to be able to um, almost use our head as a computer hard drive and pull up information uh, that we haven't thought about for years. Uh, the other day I was visiting my parents, and I forget how the conversation came up, but th- my dad asked me about what do I remember about when, I, when we lived in uh, Gallipolis, Ohio. And that's where I was born, and we lived there for five years, and he asked me about that, and I told him, well, there's some things I can remember. I can remember the layout of the house, and I described it to him, and I said, I can remember uh, that um, you would have parties down in the basement of this house, and I remember one Halloween party that we had, and you had some bowls of stuff like spaghetti and grapes and stuff, and you said it was like, I'm not going to get what he said it was, but you can figure it out. And I remember how when I was five years old for my birthday, I got a little guitar that cranked and played Puff the Magic Dragon. Now, while I remember those things, I don't know, and my father was amazed that I could remember that far back. But my point in that is, we, God has given us something in our minds that we can recall events that happened 10, 20, 30 years ago, 35 years ago, 40 years ago, 50 years ago. And we can pull up photographs in our mind of people who have, we, we have not seen for years. We can replay scenes in our minds like videos and recapture an event that has been long lost because it's so long ago. Memory is a wonderful, wonderful thing. And so the Bible tells us sometimes that we need to remember We need to pull up our memory and remember some things. Jesus one time just said these simple words in Luke chapter 17 and verse 32. He said, remember Lot's wife. Remember Lot's wife. 
Now, immediately, those of us who have any kind of Bible knowledge and know the, the story of, of Lot and Abraham, we remember how that Lot's wife, as she was leaving the city of Sodom and Gomorrah, she looked back and she turned into a pillar of salt. But the point of that is not that Jesus just wants us to recapture that memory in our minds, but he wants us to think about the lesson that is involved there. There was someone who disobeyed God, and she was punished for it. She couldn't let go of the things of the past of that evil city, and and she suffered for it. And Lot and his family suffered also. We're studying on Wednesday night the book of Revelation and right now we're in chapter 2, and we're dealing with the church at Ephesus, and though we had not had the chance to discuss it yet, one of the things that, that Jesus uh, condemns the church for is that they had lost their first love. And the way he says to correct this is to remember. Remember. Remember how things used to be. Memory is a powerful thing. Over in Luke chapter 16, we have the story of the rich man and Lazarus. And the rich man uh, woke up in the Hadean realm and he's in torment. And, and he asked that uh, Lazarus be able to come over and just touch the tip of his tongue with some water. And you remember what Abraham told him? He said, remember. Remember how, and I'm paraphrasing here, how on this earth you had the good things. And his point in that is, God had blessed you and blessed you and blessed you. You had every opportunity in life to do what was right and good and to help other people. And now you are suffering and you need to remember why. Folks, that scares me to no end because it lets me know that when I leave this earth, When I spend eternity either in heaven or hell, one of the things I'm going to take with me is my memory. I'm going to be able to remember. And to spend an eternity in hell just rehearsing in your mind all the opportunities that we had to do what was right, all the opportunities we had to repent, All the opportunities we had to respond. It's going to be a memory if we are spending eternity in that terrible place. That's going to play over and over and over and over in our minds. In fact, it may be the worst part of hell. We need to be able to remember God has blessed us with memory. And so in the text as it begins, it says there's something you need to call to remember. Recollection. This is something you need to put in your memory bank. This is something that you need to bring to the front of your memory over and over again. You need to remember, as we're going to see now, that God is who He is. And that God blesses those who follow His will. And He punishes those who do not follow His will. And therefore, the next thing that we want to see in this Lesson is thy creator. Remember thy creator. In other words, of all the things that we need to have in our memory banks, of all the things that we need to contemplate and consider, of all the things that needs to come to mind on a daily basis, we need to remember our creator. 
Well, what are some things that we need to remember about our Creator? Well, the Bible is full of things that we need to remember. But let's hit some of His attributes very quickly this morning, and I hope, I hope our young people will play, pay close attention to these attributes. We need to understand and appreciate this morning that our Creator is omnipotent. Now, that's just a fancy word that means He is all-powerful. We need to always remember our Creator and how that He is all-powerful. He is able to do anything. In fact, listen to how the Bible describes Him. In Psalms 19, it says, The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of His hands. Day after day they pour, pour forth speech. Night after night they display knowledge. In other words, the psalmist wants us to look around in the world that we live in and realize that it didn't just happen, but instead we have a creator, a creator who is powerful, a creator who created it all. And all we have to do is look at this earth and look at this universe and be in awe of the things that he created because he is indeed that powerful In fact, another passage in Psalm says, By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, their starry host by the breath of his mouth. He gathers the waters of the seas into jar. He puts the deep into storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the people of the earth rever him. For he spoke and it came to be. He commanded and it stood firm. Our God, our Creator, the one that we're supposed to remember is so powerful. All He has to do is just say the word and it will happen. Is it no wonder in Genesis 1.1, it says, In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And how that verse after verse that follows says, Let there be. And it came to pass and it was good. All God has to do is speak it, and He creates something that is good, that is perfect. We as Christians need to remember this. We as young people need to remember this. In fact, the writer of Hebrews puts it this way. By faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command, so that which is seen was not made of what was visible. In other words, we need to remember that our God is so powerful that He can take nothing and to make it into something that we have here today. God just simply spoke, and everything that we see in existence today came from Him. We serve a powerful God. We need to remember that. But another fancy word when we think about God is this word, the word omniscient, omniscient. It means all-knowing. Our God knows everything. There's not a single thing that our God does not know. In fact, a passage we could look at this morning, O Lord, you have searched me and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely, O Lord. You hem me in behind, and before you have laid your hand upon me, such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. God knows everything about me. 
God knows everything about you. It's an amazing thing that's being said in this verse that here I'm up here speaking to you and God knows what, you're, what I'm going to say before I even know what I'm going to say. And he knows what you're going to hear even before you hear me hear it, say it. God knows everything. In fact, Isaiah says this, Remember the former things, those of long ago. I am God and there is no other. I am God and there's none like me. I make known the end from the beginning and from the ancient times what is still to come. In other words, God can see the past. God can see the future. And as far as God is concerned, it's all happening right now because he knows everything. We need to remember that God is all-knowing. Young people, you need to remember that God is all-knowing. There is nowhere that we can, uh, no way that we can ever think that we can keep something from God. In fact, we can go on and add something else to uh, this uh, verse and by saying, nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and lay bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Think about that for a moment. One day we're going to have to give an account before God. And it's a God that knows every single thing about that. Make sure we let that settle into our memory banks. Make sure we put that into uh, this brain that we have and know and remember that our Creator knows everything about us, every secret thought, every secret thing. And one day we're going to stand before Him with that knowledge. But we also need to understand that not only is our Creator omnipotent and omniscient, but our Creator is also omnipresent. God is everywhere. There's not a place that God isn't. God is with us right now. God's going to be with you when you're driving home. God's going to be with you when you're eating lunch. God's going to be with you when you go to bed tonight. God's going to be with you at school tomorrow. God's going to be with you at work tomorrow. God's going to be with you everywhere you go. God is always with us. His presence is always with us. In fact, the psalmist puts it this way. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me, your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light becometh night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for the darkness is as light to you. In other words, there's not a single place that we can go. There's no way to ever hide ourselves from God. We need to put that into our memory banks. We need to remember that. Young people, that's something you need to remember. That God is everywhere. There's never a time that God is not with you. That's a comforting thought, but at the same time, that's a very sobering thought. Sometimes we think we can hide from parents. Sometimes we think we can hide from teachers. Sometimes we think we can hide from friends. But there's no playing hide-and-seek with God. God is always with you. He knows everything that you are doing, and God is all-powerful. We need to remember these things. But 
we need to make sure that we understand that it's in the days of thy youth. That's what the text says. Remember thy creator in the days of thy youth. Now, why did Solomon, the wisest man who ever lived, tell us that's so important? Well, as we're going to see as we look more at the text here in just a moment, Solomon is putting forth the case that our youth, when we are young, is the best years of our lives. Why is it the best years of our lives? Well, it's because we have the best to give. We have the most vitality. We have the most strength. We have the most ability as far as being able to do things for God. In other words, God has created us. He is our creator, and he has given us life, so we need to give our life to him. We need to remember him in the days of our youth. We need to be doing what he wants us to do. In fact, the text goes on and brings out this particular point. Notice what the picture that it paints, and I apologize, this is too small for you to see if you're in the back, but I'm going to read it for you. It says, remember your creator in the days of your youth before the days of trouble come and the years uh, approach when you will say, I find no pleasure in them. Before the sun and the light and the moon and the stars grow weak. In other words, before you start to lose your eyesight and the clouds return after the rain, when you maybe start um, having some memory problems, when the keepers of the house tremble, or maybe you start to have problems with shaking and the strong men stoop or your bones start to get brittle. When the grinders cease because of their few, you're losing your teeth. And those looking through the windows glow dim, you start to lose your eyesight. When the doors to the streets are closed and the sound of grinding fades, you begin to lose your hearing. When you men rise up at the sound of birds, but their songs grow faint, you wake up all hours of the night and you still can't hear things. When men are afraid of the heights and dangers in the streets, you're scared of falling. When the almond tree blossoms, when you get all that gray hair and the grasshopper drags himself along and desire no longer stirs, then the man goes to his eternal home and mourners go about the streets. Remember him. Before the silver cord is severed or the golden bowl is broken, before the pitcher is shattered at the spring or the wheel broken at the well and the dust returns to the ground it came from and the spirit returns to the God who gave it. I think one of the things those of us who were older experience as we get older, especially when we start moving toward the later years of our life and we start contemplating more and more that uh, the end of this life is just around the corner. When we start feeling the things that we heard older people talk about uh, and kind of laughed about it because we thought it was silly about how that bones would be hurting and uh, eyesight would be dimming and, and hearing would be being lost and different things about our bodies are happening, signifying and signaling to us that you're getting old, and because you're getting old, your, end on the, your time on this earth is coming to an end. But one of the things that I think that we think about is that we think about regret. We think about, I wish I'd done more of this. I wish I had, had taken the time to say this to someone. I wish I had taken the time to do this for someone. 
Solomon, the wisest man who ever lived, is reminding us that the time to start doing all these things is while you're young. In fact, the King James puts it this way. He says, you need to start doing it now. Notice what the text says. Remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth, while the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh, when they, thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. Remember now. Young people, don't wait till you're an adult to start serving the Lord. Remember now, thy creator, in the days of thy youth. Now is the time to start preparing to be an elder, to start preparing to be a deacon, start preparing to maybe be a preacher or a Bible class teacher. Now is the time to start giving him your best because he has given you the best. Remember your creator and everything he has done for you. Be thankful for that and start serving him now. Serving the Lord is not something that just adults do. Serving the Lord is something that we should start doing as young people. Now is the time to start developing good habits. Good habits like Bible study. Good habits of praying to God on a daily basis. Good habits of trying to find a way to serve other people and to serve the Lord. Now is the time to make sure that we do not get involved in bad habits. One of the things that constantly amazes me working with young people in the education system is how many young people use vulgarity and curse. And it's just amazing to me how it just flows out of their mouth. When I was that age, I, I wouldn't even think of doing such a thing. And so it's very easy as if we go to public schools and whatnot to hear this and pick it up and then we might get into the habit of saying things that profane the very name of God, our Creator. Now in your youth is the time to put those things out of your mind. It's interesting and this is a good thing. In the United States today, smoking has dropped uh, exponentially from what it was a couple years ago, and that is a, a good thing. But we need to understand that the smoking of cigarettes can cause you all kinds of health problems. It can even uh, lead to your death. And now in our youth, it is very important that we make the decision that we don't do that. In fact, studies have shown that if you don't start smoking by the time you are 23, you will never smoke your entire life. Now, why is that? Because every person who now smokes as a habit, even into their old age, began sometime before they were 23. You see, it's early when a decision needs to be made. But here's a scarier thing. Smoking's on the decrease, but drug addiction is on the upswing. And that's because of the opiates and whatnot. They're so easy to get a hold of. And here's the thing that scares us. It doesn't happen in just the bad parts of town. It doesn't happen in the slums where there's a lot of crime. Drug abuse right now is at its worst in the most affluent part of our society. The reason being, sometimes kids who are growing up in affluent societies um, and in homes, uh, they get everything they want, and so they're looking for something else. They're looking for another high, if you will. And 
because they are people of affluence and maybe have money. They're able to buy those drugs when other people would not be able to. Drug addiction is a very serious problem among our young people today. We need to right now remember now our Creator in the days of our youth and start making habits that are good habits and start discarding those things that are bad habits. But as I think about that verse and look at it and it says remember now, we need to understand that this command is for any age. Because regardless of our age, how do you really define youth? We can define youth someone who is a toddler. We can define youth someone who is a preteen. We can define youth um, as someone who is a teenager. We can define youth as a young adult. In fact, there are some people who think that this verse, when it talks about youth, is talking about young adults. But still, those of us who are younger than those who are older, we're still youthful to them. I feel young, even though I know that as far as age-wise, I'm old. But my point is simply this. There's never, ever a better time to start serving God than right now. Regardless of your age, even if you're not old enough to become a Christian yet, you can already start learning about God, and you can already start committing your life to Him. You can already spend time in His Word, and you certainly can talk to that loving God. A loving God that loves us so much. A God that has given us so much grace. A God who is a God of justice, but yet at the same time, He is a God of mercy. Romans chapter 5 and verse 8 reminds us that God commended His love toward us while we were yet sinners. And so Peter tells us in 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 9, He's not willing that any of us perish but that all of us shall come to repentance. Today is the day of salvation. Right now is the best time to start serving the Lord. Remember now thy Creator in the days of thy youth. Won't you come as together we stand and sing?